Hello, dear listener. Thank you for downloading and listening to the Spooky Doings podcast. My name is Rick Cosman. Man in the levels with the beeps, the boops, the buttons, and all the stuff in between is uh, our own personal lawnmower lady, uh, Chelsea Bennington. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't really sound good. Don't when do I, when that. I, when, <laughs> I adjust, when I adjust the gender. It makes you sound like you're outside mowing my lawn instead of a reference to a Jeff Fahey movie that's loosely based on a Stephen King story. See, Hello, Chelsea. Hi. <laughs> I was picturing when you were mentioning like all the beeps and boops and buttons, I was thinking of myself like a, like a computer hacker, like in a control room. So I should have referenced the movie Hackers instead of Lawnmower Man. I'm Angelina Jolie. Sure. Or Johnny Lee Miller. Those are the only two I remember. <laughs> I remember Penn Jillette being in that movie. Uh, oh. Well, you know, one of them got an Academy Award but married Billy Bob Thornton. Penn Jillette? Yes. And the other one, uh, you know, played like uh, a Sherlock Holmes. That was a good character. show. And uh, was also in one of my favorite Dracula films, Dracula 2000. Wow, deep cut, underrated. Yes, we're going to talk about that on another episode. Oh, I'm excited to rewatch that. Is it streaming anywhere? I'll buy it. I don't care. It's that good. I got a VHS someplace. I'll I'll rent it for our Dracula episode because, oh my God, I haven't watched that in years. But I remember loving it because it's so yeah. stupid. <laughs> it's just really it, fun. Is it stupid or is it brilliant? We'll save that for the episode. Anyway, exactly. <laughs> we're here to talk about another movie. And this is a movie that I'm sure over time people are going to say it's cursed because it's, it's faced a lot of hardships to finally get into our eyeballs. And having watched this movie, uh, I can just say, no, it's just bad. And that movie's called The Hunt. I, I will say, even though you and I have differing opinions on this movie, the hype that happened and the fact that it got canceled, it just doesn't live up to that. And it wasn't smart enough to be a movie that should have been I mean, no movie like this should be canceled or banned, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, it, 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 even though it got banned, I was like, this is just very much at face value. I don't understand the the controversy here. I mean, I do understand it, but I don't understand the depth of controversy that happened that- with it. Did that happen? Did it? I mean, we're going to get ahead of ourselves. Uh, Did it get canceled? Has there been like an outrage for it once it got released on video on demand? I don't think so. I think everybody just forgot about it because there are bigger (laughs) fish to fry at the moment. There certainly are. But I also think that I I feel like people forgot about it even right after its release date got canceled. I think everybody just, I mean, I know I forgot about it. And then when it started coming up that, oh, it's coming out this year, I was like, oh, that'll be interesting. I want to see it just because 
you know, I want to see why, you know, conservatives were so against it. And then, you know, you watch it and it's like, God, it didn't even make you guys look like the bad guys. So I don't know why <laughs> you're so against this, but. It, it was, it was a, a Bloomhouse film yep. that I, I, I heard about, uh, that it was coming out. And based on the preview, I thought like, oh, we're just going to get a, a modern version of the most dangerous game. That could be entertaining. And then, as, as happens far too often in America, a mass shooting happened and the shit got shelled. Uh, and I thought, oh, well, that's a shame. Because there, there's a lot of people in it that I really enjoy. Same. From My the, girl's in it. Which one's your girl? Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts. She's in it. She ain't in it long, but she's in it. We're going to spoil the fuck out of this. And you're, you should thank us. But yeah, she's in it. You're very fond of her. Betty Gilpin's in it. Ike Barinholtz. Uh, Ethan Supley is in it. Uh, a lot of great character actors like Amy Madigan is in it. And when it was finally going to come out in March, I was thinking to myself, and this is a dumb thought that I had before we got locked down. I'm like, you know what? It, it, I, I want to support horror. And, and if, if people are worried about the disease, the movie theater is probably going to be empty. So maybe I could catch a matinee. And it took about 20 seconds for me to realize that's not a great idea. Hey, I was still looking at Alamo Draft House tickets when this was going down. <laughs> I was like, hmm, maybe. And then a minute later, I'd be like, no, no, that's stupid. You are stupid. <laughs> do not do that. But if, if, if Alamo Draft House were a person, you'd seriously consider an engagement with them. I would. If if they if they got down on one knee and proposed in a way befitting a southern belle of your stature. If they promised me a lifetime of queso and buffalo cauliflower. Yeah. You heard it here first. Your move, Alamo Draft. Your move. Your move, Alamo. I'm waiting. <laughs> so in, in in a smart turn of events, uh Bloomhouse and Universal Pictures decided everybody's going to be locked down. Let's, let's make this available on demand, on your cable, uh, with your Amazon Prime. Uh, it's going to be steep. It's going to be 20 bucks. And I thought to myself, I want to support the genre. This is kind of what I like to do. Put my money where my mouth is. Because if it makes money, they'll make more of it. And I paid my 20 bucks. Now watch the movie. You were mad you paid 20 bucks. <laughs> I was so angry. I was so angry. And I get what they're trying to do. That yes, it is like the most dangerous game, but in this film, a bunch of liberal elites upset at the current administration start gathering up internet trolls from the right and hunt them down to kill them. And I thought to myself, yeah, I'm a left-wing motherfucker, but how are you going to make it believable that a political side that wants everyone to have free health care are willing to murder people yeah. that, that at best have sprained souls and at worst are just a danger to themselves? Yeah, I think that, you know, I I didn't hate this movie. I definitely didn't love it. It, it was more so, 
I, like you said, I get what it's trying to do. And I feel like for it to have had such an ambitious plot, it just should have done it better. I thought there were, I thought there were clever moments. Like I was not expecting Emma Roberts to die within the first 10 minutes, like just get her head blown off immediately. Cause I was thinking, you know, when Emma Roberts, um, and Justin Hartley's character, uh, kind of, met you know and it looked like they were going to help each other and then suddenly she's dead and then two minutes later he gets blown up and I did I did love that element because I was like Emma Roberts is usually a final girl or at least one of the last men standing you know or however you want to count her role in screen four so Emma Roberts is usually the lead and I did love that she was only you know, I loved and hated that she was only in like the first five to 10 minutes of it. Um, and I love that Hillary Swank did a movie like this. I, I, and I thought that was fun. I thought the fight choreography was fantastic. Yes, that I just, can't not argue with. It was just not clever enough. That's what I hated. I was like, this could have been really fun and really silly having a plot where liberal elites are hunting down conservatives. You, you're just not achieving this already ambitious idea that you're going for. And it's making it look like way too straightforward than it actually, I think they actually wanted it to be because it, it does give that element of pro conservatives when it could have been, the element could have been pro people. Mm -hmm. um, but instead, I, I don't know. It just, it wasn't fully, it's like an idea that just wasn't fully realized. And that was really frustrating because of how fantastic Betty Gilpin was and her character was that I'm like, God, I wish she were just written in another movie. Like, I love this character. I want this character in a different movie. Like I just want her in a different slasher or something because I loved that character. And it's just, it's disappointing. Cause like you said, like Ike Barinholtz is in it. Um, Emma Roberts, Amy Madigan, Glenn Howerton from It's Always Sunny is in it. Yes. And these are people that I'm like, surely you all had good intentions here. Cause I know quite a few of you, especially like Ike Barinholtz are very, very straightforward and honest and outspoken on their beliefs very that I'm vocal. like, that I'm like, you wouldn't do a pro conservative movie on purpose. Like you all saw that there was some type of satire potential there. I mean, it's just like, I mean, you've seen the oath, right? another yes. Ike Barinholtz movie, that movie got it right. Because there were some trash people in that movie, but the family kind of comes together at the end. That movie, yeah. I feel like- You don't say that word. You can, you can say pussy, and you can say trash pussy. But we don't <laughs> use that word in this house. <laughs> exactly. I feel like that movie got it right. This movie did not. I can't help but compare them because I feel like they both had the same idea and this movie just did not. This movie found itself to be just this weird slasher. Yeah, I think Ike Barinholtz and, and probably some other people playing those conservative characters, it was like, let's, let are, are playing it in the sense of this is what the character is to me. These, these, people who have willfully made themselves ignorant and detached from facts uh, carry themselves in this particular way. But it did not come off as satire to me. Watching it in these divisive times and where 
a little over a month after watching it, there are people who are armed, who are out in a quarantine, when they should be quarantined, storming uh, houses of government because they're tired of staying inside. Yeah. And I understand they're afraid. I understand they're frustrated. I understand there might be financial reasons for it. But I don't think it's too much of a leap for those people to watch this movie and go, see, see what they're going to do to us. And yeah. then it could result to something worse. And I realize I'm coming off like a mom in the 80s that was vilifying the slasher movies I grew up with seeing. If my kids watch that, they're going to turn into this. I believe that there's a select audience of grown adults that could watch The Hunt and become the characters in The Hunt. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's definitely, if this movie was made maybe like five or six years ago, when maybe when Trump first announced his, uh, his run, um maybe it would have maybe we would feel a little bit differently about thinking you know oh people could actually become this but it's just like you said it's just such a divisive time that like what what good do you think this movie's gonna do <laughs> like not that every movie needs to have a statement or needs to have a goal of changing people's lives or mindsets but when you do decide to make something that's so sensitive like what was your end game here what did you yeah. think people were gonna say like hopefully people are just reacting the way i did they're like oh you know death scenes were fun but this is stupid and and that'd be it but and, and I can, um, that's what i want to know i want to ask the directors right now i want to call the directors and the writers and ask what was your end game what I, did you think i'd game? like to know that too because it might be just as simple right before i got sick i went to see uh joe bob briggs uh, do his one-man show, How Rednecks Saved Hollywood. And he had the great point of, um, you know, back in like the lawless cinematic days of the 70s when you can be offensive for the sake of it. Mm -hmm. uh, but like, th that's never really the taboo that's been broken. You can still bash rednecks and, and Nazis, but Nazis you can only bash during like, for the most part, uh, 1940s time period whereas rednecks are still all over the place. But the history of the redneck is about unionizing and solidarity, hard working people who just happen to settle in the South and occasionally like some corn liquor. There's nothing wrong with that in and of itself. And you can do, you know, fucking uh, everything from moonshine pictures to like, uh, mutated, deformed folks that want to rape your butt, uh, and and that's okay. So even if it's just the idea of let's make it the 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 refined people in the business suits, who many times are scarier to me than anybody in a pair of bib overalls, uh, it's a very poor execution for this film. Yeah, it, a very poor execution. It's just it's just not clever in what it's wanting to say. And that's, that's more frustrating to me than anything. Like, even though I don't hate the film, I'm more frustrated by it. I think if it wasn't for like Betty Gilpin's performance, I would have 
considered turning it off because you had already told me that you didn't like it. And I went into it knowing that you didn't like it. But I was please, like, please tell that story. Yeah. So of how you came to watch it. How I came to watch it. Um, so it was $20 and I did consider that too steep just because that's not even how much a New York cinema um, ticket is. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was like, I don't want to get this and the Invisible Man. That's forty dollars, and it's more. And it was also me in a time of uncertainty where I was like, Am I going to keep working? So um, my sister and my mom were interested in watching it, and wanted to split it, you know, on my Amazon account. So I decided, Equity. yeah. So I decided to do that because I was like, Well yeah, that's fine. And they're going to end up renting it anyway. So I'll just pay for a few bucks of it. And that, and then I watched it and I think I texted you soon after and I was like, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. <laughs> and it was, yeah. At that point, I'm like, let's make an episode of this. Yeah. Cause I, I'd be curious your thoughts. I didn't get a visceral reaction while watching it. Maybe because I was expecting to have one because of the really strong feelings you had that I was Could like, be. Yeah, that I was like, damn, this movie is going to make conservatives look like the best people ever. I don't know how this is yeah. going to go. Maybe I cushioned it a bit for you because I was just getting angrier. And you, were, angrier. you were angry. And so I was, I put it on expecting like, I'm going to probably end up turning this off or I'm going to get frustrated by it as well. But then I was taken aback when, you know, Emma Roberts and Justin Hartley's characters were killed in the beginning and I was like well damn they're killing everybody off <laughs> like in the beginning what's gonna happen because Ike Barinholtz dies soon after and um Betty Gilpin was just you know what was it what was the line about cigarettes in Arkansas oh it was a brilliant line I will they they cost a certain thing yeah like the, the shopkeepers were were very off yeah, like there was a, I wonder if it's in like the quotes on IMDb's page, because that was, I, I will give it to the writers, that was a great line. I don't see it. But anyway, um, apparently it wasn't great enough for me to remember it. Um, there was only two quotes. <laughs> that's on because whoever the... did this page probably didn't like it either. <laughs> mm. Um, but anyway, I enjoyed her and I was like, maybe she will save this. Like, I... I'm loving watching her. Um, Sometimes yeah. that all happens. Sometimes yeah. uh, a great performance in a shitty movie can save the whole thing. And exactly. she's a fantastic talent. Exactly. She was fantastic. And I did enjoy the actors that was that were in it, like Ethan Suppley showing up. I, I was like, wow, I haven't seen him in a while. And um, I loved Hilary Swank in her role and I thought the ending was I don't think the ending was satisfying because I there are definitely still questions that were not answered you know is she, was she truly you know the wrong uh crystal and stuff like that um but anyway I did love the fight scene between them at the end and like that beautiful house it's oh, just, yeah, that yeah that was brilliant but that's more so to the choreographers and the cinematographer and the director mm -hmm. there. Um, and yeah, it was, it kind of saved the movie a bit for me. I was like, I'm glad I saw this end scene. That's pretty fantastic. Yeah, that, I guess 
yeah, I just, after I finished it, it left my mind soon after. I texted you saying, I didn't hate it. I don't think they were trying, I mean, I still 100% believe that they were not trying to make a pro-conservative movie. I don't, I couldn't even give them enough credit to even think they were doing that. I really just think that they didn't fully flesh out their own idea of what this satire could be. And this is unfortunately, that's what happens when you try to make a satire and you end up actually making a pretty straightforward film. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's often said nobody sets out to make a bad movie and, you know, working on, on a cruise, I believe it. You're just there. And in many cases, it's like nearly every other job. You're there to do whatever your portion is to the best of your ability and hopefully it all goes well and you can get paid and you know stock up your refrigerator and, and keep right on living and I wonder if the marketing of the preview uh, left out that political aspect of it in the hopes of getting the wider audience and not maybe alienate some uh, potential ticket buyers uh, when this movie came out. Because, you know, yeah, they, they got a raw deal with bad timing in both cases. But yeah. it, it's, it's, it's dangerous territory, I think, at this time with an administration who is corrupt in plain sight, enabled by a corrupt Senate uh, and, and, and supported by a vocal violent minority in this country. Yeah, I agree. Like if you're gonna do something like this in such a timely and really, really sensitive subject, you have to do it right and you have to put thought into it. You have to fully understand what you are about to put out into the world and what message it's actually going to send and it, it was just a failure here in those counts and I I was just looking at the writers credits and I see that both of them worked on The Leftovers but one of them wrote a few film screenplays he wrote um, and I have not seen any of these but he wrote the screenplay for World War Z mm -hmm. that's that Brad Pitt film right yeah I haven't watched that one either um star trek into darkness which i know you have not seen yeah that star trek puts me to sleep and cowboys and aliens i have not seen that that i, I watched that was okay damon lindelof was one of the screenwriters and he was behind lost and uh that's the one i'm talking about yeah yeah um yeah it's interesting and prometheus i saw where is the other writer? The other Nick, writer is... Hughes? Yeah, and he has not done as much. It looks like he partners much with... Uh, quite a bit with... Da uh, what was his name, Damon? Damon Lindelof. Um, but he does, He only has four credits as a writer. Well, oh, Maniac. I worked on that show. <laughs> oh, cool. And yeah, so, so it's interesting. Um, definitely... I don't know. I, I, I would love to see 
maybe I should just look up more interviews they've done of the film and see their perspective of it. Because I am very interested in like, again, what was it that they were trying to convey here? We ain't going to be watching the movie and listening to a DVD commentary track, no. No, no, sir. That is, that is not, I mean, I'm bored, but I'm not that bored. And <laughs> Well, you mentioned you were also considering watching The Invisible Man. Did you get around to that one? Not yet. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to rent that one next. I just um, I think I asked my sister to split that one with me too because twenty dollars is a lot. See, that is <laughs> exactly because is... I don't like Elizabeth Moss. So it's... oh okay. Yeah, she's not a bad actress. I just can't get behind the Scientology stuff. That makes sense, but uh, I got to see that in the theater since it came out in February. I wish I actually... saw theaters. I actually uh, also found it uh, online recently. Uh, it's probably not there anymore <laughs> um, uh, for free. And uh, watched it a second time. And it, it's actually a, a great suspenseful movie. But I've, I've, talking, I've, I've spoken with friends, uh, lady friends who are like, I don't want to see that because, you know, it, it's reflective of maybe being in a, an abusive relationship, yeah, it does physical or or verbal, and like, yeah, that that's that's scarier than an invisible motherfucker just looking at you. Uh, true, and then making that man invisible, mm -hmm. even worse. No, I will definitely watch the Invisible Man probably in the next couple of weeks because um, I have been able to keep away from spoilers, surprisingly. So I would be going into it not completely blind because I've seen all of the trailers, but I don't know of any. I don't know of any twists or how it ends or anything. I think by now, uh, the price on some of those uh, on-demand uh, rentals have gone down, so it might not still be twenty bucks. So that might soften the blow for you. Yeah. I will say this because I've missed it both times I've watched it. And I don't think this spoils the plot, but it spoils an Easter egg. Since it's uh, directed by Lee Wano, um, at a scene that takes place uh, as the exterior of a hospital, there's supposed to be some graffiti of the jigsaw puppet uh, <laughs> on the wall, but I've yet to spot it. Which, uh, oh, so I'm gonna have to keep an eye out. Yeah, it. it I, I liked watching it on my laptop because I'm trying to go back. I'm like, is that it? Oh, that that's not it. That's pretty awesome. He's a great director. Very much so. Have you seen? Have you watched Upgrade? I did, and I didn't want to, but I was bored, and I checked it out. And I'm like, oh, this is actually pretty clever. It's fun. I liked it. And dark, and. Uh, and, and yeah, I, I dug that, uh, and I heard he was supposed to do something else, but I can't remember what it is right now. But yeah, I, I like those Saw guys when they're working in horror. I know you don't mind when James Wan does the Fast and Furious, because you're down with that. He's a, he does very well with the Fast and Furious franchise. I trust it in his hands. A, he's a good director. I've loved both of these guys since uh, the original Saw film. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so he did Insidious Chapter 3, Upgrade, The Invisible Man, and he's going to do Escape from New York. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's Can cool. I play Snake Plissken? 
doesn't look like anyone's cast yet, so you could. Go on, go on. Tag so Lee Wano on this post. Let him know. You got your Snake Plissken right here, daddy. <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll fight a pro wrestler with a, with a board with a nail in it, sure. I'll prove my worth. Yeah. I love it. Um, maybe, maybe you can play the, the, the Adrian Barbeau character. Oh, my God. No, I love it. But yeah, with with the hunt, I don't know. I just feel like it's disappointing because I was excited for it at first because I was like, oh, it made everyone mad. It got banned and now it's coming back. And I love Ike Barinholz and I love Emma Roberts and I now love Betty Gilpin. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was just like, wow, this was relatively standard. This just, I think it was a combination of the hype from all the controversy, plus you telling me how much you passionately loathed it. I was like, what am I about to watch? And I was just like, wow, you don't deserve the energy of hating it. And you didn't deserve the energy of a controversy. Yeah. And sometimes you, you want to satisfy your curiosity. Sometimes, yeah. not that I'd heard this was bad before watching it, but sometimes you hear about a movie that's so bad that you're like, I need to see it just to know how bad it is. Exactly. Or something that you don't like automatically, a franchise that you don't like. Like for me, it's Star Wars. Like I need to see the most recent one uh, to find out, to justify my, my, my dislike of it. And I did. But um, regarding Bell, Betty Gilpin and her brilliance, have you watched Glow? I have not. That's that female wrestler show, right? Yes. I'm yes. assuming I should watch it. So she's very good in it. There's also It's inspired by a documentary that is also on Netflix mm -hmm. about the real promotion in the 1980s that uh, broke a lot of ground and unfortunately broke a lot of bones as well. But that's <laughs> a fascinating story on top of that. So this is a fictionalized version with, with really, really good performances throughout. And then if you're a wrestling okay. fan like me and you recognize some of the uh, actual wrestlers on the show, you're like, oh, that's pretty fucking cool. Get that SAG insurance for appearing on this show. I, you know, I say I'm not a wrestling fan, but I never turn my head away from it when it's on. Mm -hmm. And I do enjoy the spectacle of it. I enjoy the spectacle, the flair, the drama. Ow! Sorry, that was the cat. You have and a cat on you? I have a cat on me. The flair, the drama. Mm -hmm. I do love that. And I do love violence. So <laughs> it seems like something that I should be watching. Um, in that case, and this will likely come out after I post the episode uh, where we talk about wrestling controversies, there's a Vice series called The Dark Side of the Ring. So if you're a true crime fan... Oh, I've heard of this, but yeah, I haven't watched it. Sorry, this, go ahead. This explores some of, like... The, the, these wrestlers have gotten into some shit. There's, like, some... some Ooh. It, it lives up to its name. And for the most part, I'm familiar with the names but the ones the controversies that occurred uh before the internet became a thing because back in the day sometimes uh, a wrestler would leave a territory they wouldn't be growing up in new york all we had was wwe uh so they just wouldn't be seen anymore and it's like well what happened 
and and we had the magazine so we'd find out about you know something you probably heard more of in the south the nwa and wcw but until cable came into prominence we never saw those in new york and then years later it's like oh that guy got murdered by the canadian mafia <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at it now it looks like i can watch it with a cable login i'll give you that off air oh no i do i do have a cable okay, login cool. already so i'll be good okay nice i'm gonna watch this we here at spooky doing support the idea of uh sharing your logins and passwords for streaming services because if uh Business Daddy is going to change all of their commercials in a matter of minutes to go. We know we're all going through a hard time during this coronavirus. But I love here, when Toyota tells me that. Yeah, we here, the corporate entity, want you to know we're here for you. And I think to myself, <laughs> no, you're fucking not. You know, I truly believe Taco Bell is there for me. <laughs> <laughs> they were when I ordered it the other day. <laughs> truly believe them when they say it. <laughs> I don't know if the others are being honest, but Taco Bell does love me and they love my wallet. <laughs> I love Taco Bell. Chelsea Darling, do you mean to tell me that in your area of Queens, you don't have, say, a more authentic taco place? I don't, I don't get Taco Bell when I want authentic Mexican food. <laughs> I get Taco Bell when I want Taco Bell. I had it yesterday. I can't argue with that logic. <laughs> but I do live near some delicious, delicious Mexican restaurants that I there have done as well. So I so, promise. I'm giving my money to the authentic restaurants. It's just every now and then I'm sad and I want yeah. my Taco Bell. I oh, want I've, my I've, to potatoes. I've, I've had that moment uh, within quarantine. Uh, and it, this happens a couple times a year while I have a craving for McDonald's, but I don't give in because uh, I'm thinking, like, why the fuck do I want this? You know, I, I like my burgers like I like a lady's size, thick, not this little thin <laughs> not fucking... Not that really thinny gray patty. <laughs> no, no. I want big, thick house burger. Mm -hmm. Juices dripping down my chin. Uh, interpret that any way you want. <laughs> how it is <laughs> and mcdonald's will not provide <laughs> they will not no no ain't, ain't no juice at mcdonald's they have a good egg and cheese biscuit though they have a clown mascot so i'm out oh yeah that can that can go away i'm eager for this to end so beautiful lady and i can finish watching mcmillions together yes you should just watch it all on the phone i i i don't like doing that most unless it's a show that i cannot wait on uh, okay. That's also why I've been watching a lot of movies. I like, I like to be cuddled up with beautiful lady watching television sh programs as opposed to quote like, unquote. Right. Like a movie like, ah, she don't want to watch this with me. Or we've already seen this together. She ain't going to mind. Aw. Yeah. Well, McMillions had the ending was fine. It was a little underwhelming, but it was fine. You liked that FBI agent. I love Doug. He's so fun. <laughs> A little gold suit and a badge. He thinks health insurance is boring. <laughs> Does he think that now is my question, Doug? 
Oh yeah, Doug, this is all your fault. I think I read somewhere, I think it was on Reddit where someone said, even though they don't look alike, they would love to see Walton Goggins play him. And I'm like, I want that so badly. They look nothing alike, but I could see him taking on that person. It doesn't matter. Walton Goggins can play fucking anything. Him playing Vera on Sons of Anarchy? Yeah, like, come on. The one. I I love that so much. And, you know, I... I know on the Kinsey scale, not everybody's one way or the other, but you know, watching Vera, I would, I would. Gravity is fluid. It's <laughs> <laughs> a spectrum. I'm, I'll make you love me, Walton Goggins. <laughs> I'll make you love me. <laughs> I love where this went. <laughs> I, I haven't touched a person in over a month, so. Oh, <laughs> I, I would I would gladly leap headlong into a loving embrace of Walton Goggins. Well, I recommend following him on Instagram because even though you don't drink, Rick, already do. talk to the camera and tell you how to make the drink. And he's like, guys, it's hump day. And I'm like, oh, I love you, Walton. I already do. I mean, it, it, I'm, I'm, I'm going to come right out and say it. He is uh, uh, my favorite actor now. He's gorgeous. Probably one of my favorite actors too, actually. I, I, big part, small part, or, or rather long part, short part. I can't think of anything I've seen him in where I'm like, he fucking sucked. It, nothing. Nothing. He's perfect. Nothing. He can't be tamed. He's perfect. I'm, I'm I like the hunt. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm eagerly awaiting a second season of The Righteous Gemstones because... Did that get renewed? It did, but it's not oh, good. filming. I mean, I know it's not filming. Yeah. I didn't know it got renewed. I enjoyed it very much so. <laughs> they're, they're actually, uh, to, to change the topic, uh, Danny McBride on April Fool's Day uh, posted a video where he talked about uh, how he woke up his kids, told them quarantine was over, oh, God. got them dressed, fed them breakfast, <gasps> took them to school, and then started <gasps> laughing in their face like, no, no, the world's coming to an end. You're never going to see your friends again. Oh, He's my like, God. It was great. They started crying. That's amazing. That's brilliant. Isn't it? Fun? I mean, hey, you gotta entertain yourself any way you can during uh, this time. I'm positive. Uh, uh, one of the rain, main reasons my father had me was to fuck with me a bit. It's fair. It's a good reason. Mm-hmm. Thinking about all the pranks, all the possibilities. <laughs> Alright, so in closing, yes. The Hunt, um, yes. watch it for free online if you want to satisfy your curiosity. It's indeed a movie. It can be called it can, a it, motion picture. It can be called a film in some circles. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I have no no suggestions on when it comes to this other than following Walton Coggins on Instagram. Yeah, Don't hold it against the cast. No, please they don't. They did their Betty best. Gilpin. Betty Gilpin was great. If anything, I would say watch it for her performance and the fight scene at the end. Really great fight scene. I'd say watch Glow instead because <laughs> you get, you get uh, when, when the final season happens, you'll have four whole seasons of Betty Gilpin uh, doing a much, uh, in something that doesn't leave you feeling dirty like, uh, like this movie did for me. <laughs> Good point. I felt All forever right. and clean. Forever and clean. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we we 
um, check out Spooky Doings Improv on Facebook. Maybe by the time we post this, a show could be on the horizon. But if not, you'll have podcast information and stuff like that. Oh my God, imagine if everything's back to normal. Probably it'd be hilarious. Won't. It we'll, would be we'll, hilarious. We'll, we'll post these, uh, these, these quarantine episodes as a testament of these times. Where can the people find you, Chelsea, if they want to throw some, some admiration with your beeps and boops and buttons? I mean, hacker. they can start fights too. I don't care. We can argue. <laughs> I'm bored. <laughs> so uh, what, I, what I'm hearing is come at her, Damon Lindelof. Exactly. Do it. Uh, and Elizabeth Moss. I'll challenge her as well. Oh, shit. Actually, no. But I probably just put the Church of Scientology on my back. Um, great. They got to maintain six feet of distance. That's true. Do you think Scientologists or Scientologists are following that though? I, mean, I don't know what the hell the Scientologists get up to anyway. in their <laughs> free time. Um, Just, uh, I believe in the First Amendment that yes, uh, it gives you freedom of religion, but it also gives me freedom from religion. That is and true. That's the part that I focus on. So yeah, Twitter, Instagram, Chelsea Bennington, you will find me. That's it. <laughs> That's where you'll find me. That's where you'll find you can give her virtual hugs because we need them. Or kicks. Virtual kicks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Th thank you once again for, for figuring out how to do all of this uh, in, in the virtual online world. I don't know what I'd do without you, Chelsea. I don't know what I'd do without you. Probably get more peace in my life, but... You'd, ha you'd have less nonsense around you. <laughs> But I wouldn't imagine it any other way. It would be a little more boring, I'll give you it, that. It would be. It would be. But, all right. all right. Until next time, everybody. We love you. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Most importantly, stay spooky. Until Bye, guys. Time.